Hello, and welcome to Every Little Counts. Today, I'd like to share with you how my imagination played a large part in my own personal spiritual development. A fun fact about me, my father is a retired Episcopalian minister, which, in case you're wondering, is equivalent to a priest, reverend, or father, depending on which faith you may have been raised in. I think, like most children, I didn't really understand church for its intended purpose. I just enjoyed singing the songs and seeing the same people every Sunday. That was church to me. Around age 11 or so, I think the habit of going to church every Sunday began to wear on me. It was starting to feel more like a chore, something I did because I really didn't have a choice. And by 13, I considered myself an atheist. This was after being introduced to the song, Dear God, by the band XTC, at church camp, no less. But all the people that you may in your image see them starving on their feet Cause they don't get enough to eat from God Can't believe in me The way in which God was spoken about in church made him seem so real, so close to human, which isn't that strange considering the proclamation that we were created in his image. And yet, by doing this, it simultaneously made it easier to talk to and confess our sins to him while making many of the Bible's claims seem like fairy tales. Plus, in the Bible, God's always dropping in and sharing his thoughts directly with people, so why wouldn't this sort of thing happen nowadays? Son, if you get all A's on your report card, I'll make sure you get that GT Pro Freestyle Tour bike. Now go get them, kid. God, Santa, they were both trying to live in the same space in my head as a child, with their all-knowingness and requirements of being nice and not naughty. Anyway, this farce had gone on for much too long, and around age 16, I had more or less moved on to agnosticism. A middle ground, if you will. During this time, I learned about the concept of absolute zero, a theoretical idea that at the temperature of minus 459.67 degrees Fahrenheit, all things, all matter, ceases to move, or thereabouts. In contemplating this idea, it made me think about consciousness, because obviously nothing would survive at such a temperature, so there would be no consciousness, no thinking. And so I thought, where in the universe could it ever be this cold? It could only be way, way, way out in space. Through all of this, I became very curious about what it would be like to not have consciousness to be the opposite of my human experience. This began the exploration of my present-day spirituality. Trying to think about not having consciousness was an incidental koan of sorts. Trying to juxtapose these diametrically oppositional concepts felt impossible, and indeed it was. Though oddly enough, this was a very freeing experience. At the time, I wouldn't have deemed it as a spiritual epiphany, though I now recognize it to be that. It was a practice of my imagination, to reach deeply into my central being and discover as much that I could there. These tactics of my imagination led me to take an interest initially in Taoism, Buddhism, Sufism, Kabbalah, and Vedic philosophy. Pretty much all of the major and not-so-major monotheisms share the idea that everything sprang from nothing. Quite the conundrum, 
but it harkened back to those younger impressions of trying to reconcile a void of consciousness. Shortly after turning 29, I gave my first real go at meditation. Some friends of mine were studying with a Zen Buddhist teacher and utilizing koans to help develop their meditative techniques. Koans are often a short riddle that a practitioner would use as a way of focusing their mind. Despite my best efforts, this method didn't get me very far, as I would get too focused on trying to solve the koan, leaving me more stressed out after meditating than before. So it goes. Another thing I did to strengthen my practice was to learn Shaolin Kung Fu. Based on the materials I had been studying, meditation had specific postures, and so I needed to become stronger and more flexible. Plus, Shaolin Kung Fu has Buddhist elements integrated into it, so it felt like an appropriate form of discipline for my body and mind. Yet the decision that I made at this time in my life which has impacted me the most was to start my studies of Ayurveda. I discovered Ayurveda when I was researching online about the Buddha's diet. The terms tamasic and rajasic were used to describe the foods he avoided. These words were brand new to me, and when using them as search terms, Ayurveda was at the top of the search results. Upon reading about how Ayurveda helps people to optimize themselves by way of customized diet, exercise, and other lifestyle choices, I was hooked. The phrase, you are what you eat, finally had meaning. You see, you are what you eat from your head down to your feet. Things like meat and eggs and fish you need to build up muscle tissue. Uh-oh. Living near Park Slope, Brooklyn at the time, I happened across the Ayurvedic cookbook in the community bookstore and was so impressed that shortly after buying it, I bought four more copies for each of my immediate family. The first 45 pages summarized many Ayurvedic concepts, like that of the doshas, the, the three key body types, as well as the Ayurvedic philosophy on self-discovery and self-actualization. It laid forth the framework on how people could first learn about themselves, customize a lifestyle which best complements them, and ultimately help them to mature and develop into their most self-actualized state with a solid grounding of their purpose. This was all very romantic to me. Finally, something gave me a truer understanding of why we pass through this human phase of existence. Seeing as how Ayurveda provided a framework that allows for total customization, my spiritual makeup followed suit. Certain aspects of Buddhism, Taoism, and the Vedas strongly resonated with me and heavily influenced my spirituality, though after much effort of culminating specific practices in Buddhism, for example, proved exhausting and made the prospect of becoming enlightened unattainable. I didn't want my practice to be the obstacle in the way of my pursuits. Therefore, I kept the tenets that align with me and let drift those that did not. I have since adopted my own interpretations of spirituality that feel more universal and less partial to specific doctrines. Letting my internal world be the guide has allowed me to be uncumbered by spiritual and religious dogma. I give a great deal of credit to my imagination. It has been a place of rich introspection, and the types of things that take shape in my mind have no equal in the physical world. Not that I'm special in this way. I think we all individually have wonderful experiences unique to our imaginations. And I would suggest 
to those interested, to further investigate the more profound realizations that emerge within these particularly imaginative moments. I have experienced whole worlds, the rise and fall of humanity, and the unfiltered universe all within my mind's eye. Just as much as the universe reveals countless insights into our existence, our internal worlds have no limits, and in some ways reveal deeper truths that cannot be learned anywhere else. In closing, my form of spirituality is by no means the only one, and I think that is the point. I recall learning the term Atman, which is Sanskrit for the soul or inner self. It is considered a point of oneness and as a place of origination. In light of this, we all contain a place of origination that is fundamental to who we are and how we interact with the world. I might add that it is a beautiful place, full of insight and inspiration, and it's available to you at a moment's notice. Maybe it's been a while since you visited your imagination. Why not give it a try? Who knows what you might discover there? How do you engage with your imagination? What informs your spiritual practices? I'd love to learn more about your internal worlds. Please feel free to share in the comments or by email. Thank you for listening, and do stay tuned for the next episode of Every Little Counts.